there will be something new, something spectacular. And we need to listen, even to hear testimonies of the faithfulness of our God uh, for what he has done, uh, what he'll continue doing in our midst. Amen. Amen. And today we have, we have uh, uh, Swahili uh, invitation cards as well as English ones. So please take, but don't take many. At least two or three. Uh, when you finish, then next Sunday you take um, uh, other, uh, another, another card or two or whatever. Amen. At this moment, we want to go straight to the word of God. And before we, uh, we, we read the word of God, I would like to acknowledge the presence of uh, Bishop Kazimbazi. You're welcome. Maybe you can stand and wave. Amen. All the way from Bukoba. Amen. You're welcome. And we always uh, feel good whenever you visit us. His wife uh, always, you know, and uh, children, uh, one of them was in our praise team here. And uh, now they are studying in Germany. Praise the Lord. And uh, it's always a pleasure really to have you people in our midst whenever you get time. You're welcome. Amen. Let us turn to the word of God from the book of uh, Luke chapter 13. Uh, we shall be reading two texts, Luke chapter 13, uh, verses 6 to 13, and then we shall turn to the book of Psalms chapter 1. It's a very famous psalm, and uh, remember we are encouraging one another uh, as members of City Harvest in the area of fruitfulness. Uh, this is, we have declared, this is the year of being fruitful. We want to encourage ourselves to be fruitful and this morning I believe God has something to speak to us uh, in this area of being fruitful and I'll be sharing to you uh, three things uh, later which will make you uh, become more fruitful uh, but for the time being let us read from the book of Luke chapter 13 verses 6 to 13. And uh, also the media team, they've prepared um, a sticker for you. Okay, it's not here. I have it, but it's not here. Which you can, uh, you can just remind, to remind yourselves, you buy for 3,000 and then uh, you stick it on your car, whether it's uh, the front uh, windscreen or the back one. Oh, the back one is better because uh, when you are in a queue, uh, there will be the, the people, the drivers behind you. Yeah, it is this one. Uh, you, it, you peel and then you stick uh, on your car. It's only 3,000 prepared by the media team. And uh, it will continue to remind you, but also to remind other people uh, who will be reading on uh, being... Uh, the importance for them to become more fruitful uh, for the Lord. Amen. Before we read, let us pray. Father, we are so thankful for this good morning once again. And Lord, as we're going to hear you speak to us, Lord, I pray that let your Holy Spirit illuminate this word and help us, O oh God, not only to understand the things that you want to speak to us, but Lord, help us to be doers of your word. We need you in Jesus' name. Amen. Luke 13, verses 6 
to 13. The Bible says, then he told his disciples, uh, he, he told his, uh, this parable, a man had a, bee, a fig tree planted in his vineyard and he went to look for fruit on it but did not find any. So he said to the man who took care of the vineyard, for three years now I have been coming to look for fruit on this fig tree and haven't found any. Cut it down. Why should it uh, use up the soil? Sir, the man replied, leave it alone for one more year. I'll dig around it and fertilize it. If it bears fruit next year, fine. If not, then cut it down. And then, uh, uh, okay, let us end up there because this is what actually I wanted to, uh, to share. And then uh, in Psalm chapter 1, Psalms, uh, Psalm 1, it's a very famous psalm. And I encourage you, um, if you're not good in memorizing verses, you can take even a month um, to memorize Psalm 1, but it will help you uh, memorize those verses uh, so that you always remember. And you can recite uh, Psalm 1 to your friend or to your family member whenever you meet someone. The Bible says, blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked or stand in the way of sinners or sit in the seat of mockers but his delight is in the law of the Lord and on his law he meditates day and night he's like a tree planted by the streams of water which yields its fruit in season and whose leaf does not wither, whatever he does prospers. Not so the wicked. They are like chaff that the wind blows away. Therefore the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the assembly of the righteous. For the Lord watches over the way of righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish. We all know that Psalm 1 and uh, also John chapter 15, if you can read at home, there are passages on fruitfulness. But Jesus in the book of Luke, which I've just read, gives us a deeper insight of this subject uh, from a dynamic parable uh, in the book of Luke. When we speak about fruitfulness, we've been talking about it again and again. The objective part of it, you know, we, it means producing fruit. Fruitfulness, it means um, uh, producing fruit or producing something in abundance. Um, I remember I gave this example. Uh, I have a garden uh, where I live. It's a small garden, very small. In fact, it does not even uh, reach, you know, where I was seated. But I've been enjoying I planted some maize. I remember I bought a kilo of uh, maize seeds. But I've been enjoying uh, maize um, uh, for the past two or three weeks. 
and I, I, will, I expect to continue by next week. Uh, some, some will be eating somewhere, and then I'm planting, and it will continue. But all what I want to say, when we speak about fruitfulness, we are speaking about you know, producing something in abundance or producing results uh, profitable, uh, 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 something more than what you planted. I planted uh, less than a, a kilo of maize, but what I've received is more than, uh, than, than, than what I planted. And this is what we find in the book of Psalms, uh, chapter 1, uh, especially verses 1 to 3. And uh, I'll use, I'll not use uh, this passage today, but uh, I'll concentrate uh, in Luke chapter 13, verses 6 to, uh, to, 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 to 9, as I, as I read. But all what I want to emphasize here is that uh, whatever I'm going to share, Psalms 1, you know, it gives us the essence uh, of, you know, what I want to express this morning. Uh, it expresses the heart and the soul of what I'll be speaking. You know, it speaks about walking not in the counsel of the ungodly, standing, uh, uh, standing not, stand not in the way of sinners, sit not in the seat of scornful, and delight in the law of the Lord, meditate in his law. And these are the things which, if you want straight away to be successful, if you want to have a lifestyle that will make a difference, uh, you, are, uh, you, are, you are instructed, the psalmist instructs us, you know, to follow, uh, to follow what, what he has written or what he says here in Psalms uh, chapter 1. Uh, uh, and then he contrasts by saying, that being like, uh, you'll be like a tree planted by the rivers of water, uh, bringing forth fruit in its season and giving its leaf, uh, okay, its leaf will not wither and whatever he does shall prosper. There is not a person today who does not wish uh, to receive or to see these blessings uh, upon his life, the blessings of health, We've been hearing a lot. If you open, uh, if you put on your radio, your car radio, you'll hear about many things about, you know, blessings of health, usefulness, uh, mental, physical, and even spiritual prosperity. Uh, this, these are the stories of, of life. You know, it happens again and again. But I like the way the psalmist has put here. Like, you know, these blessings... You don't just name it and have them. No. They are conditional. There are some conditions which have to be fulfilled. You have to meet those conditions. Even if I tell you and I guarantee, even if you go and, you know, some big man of God lays hands on you and declares blessings upon you, if you don't follow those conditions, nothing will happen to you. The Bible speaks about you should not uh, walk, uh, walk not, sit not, stand not. Mm. You have to delight in the word of God. Uh, you have to meditate upon his word on daily basis, continually. These things are going to happen to you. And uh, for the past two weeks, we've been learning about, uh, on Wednesdays, we've been learning about how to study your Bible, how you can get the best out of it. And uh, some people, it's not bad. I mean, when you hear other people preaching to you 
and uh, it, it feels good. But the design of God, God wants you also to sit down in your room, wherever you are at your home, take the word of God, read it, study it, and make sure you get something out of it. And that's why um, um, the psalmist here is very particular that if you want all these blessings, you need to have his word continually. This word has to be always bubbling in your heart for these blessings to happen to you. Now, maybe one day we'll speak, we'll speak about barrenness, uh, not having, uh, having children. Of course, uh, the scripture uh, uh, the scriptures, you know, always, you know, they, they, they encourage us. They encourage us about how we can, we can bear, we can bear children. And uh, when we speak about fruitfulness, uh, it also speaks about, you know, having children. And one day, uh, we, shall, we shall consider all these things. And in the Bible, you'll find about many, many women. And uh, five of them, you'll find in, uh, in Genesis, book of Judges, and Samuel, you hear about Abraham's wife, you know, she had no, Sarah, she had no children. Isaac's wife she also, she had no children. Jacob's wife also, Rachel, uh, Rebecca, Isaac, Rachel of Jacob, and uh, Manoah's wife uh, who gave birth to Samson, um, the mother, the mother of Samson in the book of Judges chapter 13, verse 2. And uh, even the famous Hannah, uh, you remember uh, how she prayed and uh, God opened her womb and then she gave birth to this great, uh, great prophet Samuel in First uh, Samuel chapter 1. And uh, if you do uh, Bible, uh, okay, if you study the Bible, in short, if you study the Bible, you'll find all those people who are known as barren women. Um, they had children, except one. The Bible speaks about one person who did not have a child. I think you know who. Uh, this was Samuel's, uh, Samuel's uh, wife. You remember uh, when Samuel came and uh, uh, when David came and when he was, uh, he was celebrating, uh, this, is, this was, uh, was uh, David's uh, wife. When, when David was celebrating and uh, this woman, uh, the woman, uh, she, she somehow uh, said things which later we find she did not have children. She was cast because of that. And uh, I want to tell you and I want to encourage you uh, and uh, we will continue praying even for those uh, of our members who do not have children uh, and we believe God one day will open windows but don't don't associate maybe your condition uh, with uh, maybe a curse or something like that. But we shall continue believing God. We shall pray. If Sarah was able to conceive at that age, we will continue praying and God is able to do it. And uh, don't be scared. Don't, in his own time, God will do it. Maybe one day we shall, uh, we shall, we shall also share about, you know, being fruitful, it means also, like, you know, there is timing. Um, 
Uh, if you read in Psalms chapter 1, the Bible speaks about a season. It says, this tree that is planted by the rivers of water shall, have, uh, shall bear fruit in, in its season. That means there are seasons, there are times when we should expect a fruit. And this is what we find uh, in Luke chapter 13. Uh, when the owner of this fig tree, uh, who had a fig tree planted uh, in this vineyard, when he came, he was expecting to get a fruit. Uh, he said, for all these three years, I've been expecting, but nothing is happening. Uh, nothing is happening. And uh, lately, um, it's very good, you know, when, when you hear what is happening around. You know, people have been speaking about um, Parachichi. You know, like, oh, well, we're going to plant <laughs> those avocados uh, in Jombe, in some cold places, and we're going to reap millions. And uh, when you're planting those uh, avocados, you expect to get something after some time. And this is what uh, the farmer, the owner of this fig tree, was expecting. But he said, after all these three years, I have been waiting and nothing is happening. So to God, even though the scripture that we, we, we read, it refers to the, to, the, to the nation of Israel, but God expects every Christian, every one of us to bear fruit. And uh, you can read at home Isaiah chapter 54, you know, it speaks about um, barren women that, you know, start singing, uh, burst into singing because I'm going to do a new thing. I'm going to do something to your life. Enlarge the place of your tent because there will be more children, there will be more fruits for you. Praise the Lord. And in Second Kings chapter 2, verses 19 to 22, it speaks about um, um, the man of God, Elisha, uh, you know, he was told, like, you know, this water here in this place is salty. We cannot, we cannot use this water. And then he took a bowl and he put salt in it. And I know some people, um, they can take that literally and then they, they can take salt and uh, sprinkle salt somewhere else. But this is not, this is, it happened during Elisha's time and it may not happen again and you don't have to repeat it. So we find Elisha, he took salt, put in the bowl for that water which was salty and the land that was unproductive and then he sprinkled over it and the water turned into sweet, uh, sweet water and uh, from that time, even the land was productive. But all what I want to um, Emphasize here is that Christian life has to be productive. You cannot be satisfied as a Christian and live the way you are throughout your life. No. God wants you to change. God wants you to make a difference to your neighbor, uh, to your neighbors, to your relatives and friends. And, uh, um, uh, and if you want to become fruitful, Remember, there are some things which you have, you have to do. And this is, this is what uh, we find in John chapter 15, uh, verses 1 to 8, as well as what we have just read 
in Luke chapter 13, verses 6 to 9. And Paul, in the book of Colossians, he's emphasizing, uh, he's speaking about we as Christians, we have to bear, uh, bearing fruit in every good work. When we speak about bearing fruit, uh, we are not talking about bringing alone, bringing others to Christ, but our lives, uh, we have uh, to, to the, the way we talk, the way we walk, you know, people around us must be able to see the difference. In Colossians chapter 1, verses 9 to 12, he say, uh, Paul is saying here, he's saying, bearing fruit in every good work, growing in the knowledge of God. As we grow in the knowledge of God, our walk, uh, our words, our talk must follow what, uh, what our works, uh, our works must follow what we talk. You know, there are some Christians, you know, they talk this, but they do something else. But this is not what Paul is saying here. Even in the book of Titus, chapter 3, verse 14, he's saying here, he's saying that let us, uh, let ours also learn to maintain good works for necessary uses that we might, uh, that they may not be unfruitful. We have to be fruitful for us to make a difference in the life of, uh, of the people that are watching us on day-to-day basis. Now, in Luke chapter 13, verses 6 to 9, we find this parable, which uh, Jesus is speaking here. Um, uh, as I said, uh, this parable is a direct, um, uh, you know, it speaks directly to the nation of, uh, of Israel. Uh, so when we interpret, we should also have that view. But also it speaks to us as, clear, uh, uh, as, as Christians, that you know, God's intention and plan of action for our lives is for us to become fruitful in, uh, in our lives. First of all, let, let us understand now when, uh, when Jesus was speaking here about the fig tree, remember the fig tree was planted where? In the vineyard owner, the vineyard uh, the vineyard, the, the tree was planted in the vineyard. And the vineyard owner, uh, you know, planted this fig tree for a purpose. Uh, it, the, the, tree was, the fig tree was planted in the vineyard. Uh, and that was not an accident. He did it purposely for, for certain reasons. You know, normally, whenever, during those times, even today, whenever you have a vineyard, uh, there will be protection about, around it. There will be protection about it. And uh, so when he planted this, this fig tree, there was protection around it. And you as a Christian today, uh, you are planted here at Seed Harvest. You are you're planted in this church. Uh, the, uh, you may say this is a church of my choice, but God has a purpose of bringing you here. And by you being here, God expects you to do something. Uh, he expects you to be effective uh, in whatever things that you are doing so that they can be visible. Whatever you do, it can be visible to other people around you. It is good to think of where the tree is planted, in the vineyard, as I said. This is a basically safe and secure place. And I want to assure you, uh, where you are now, as a member of City Harvest, God has put all the protection upon your life. And you don't have to be afraid 
of anything bad happening unto you. Anything happening unto you, we believe it's God planned and God knew beforehand and God will somehow in his own way make sure that you are safe and security. There is safety and security in the Lord. Uh, if you read in Psalms chapter 18 verse 10, it speaks about the name of the Lord. It says the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and they are safe. So when the, the owner of this fig tree came, uh, he found this plant was not bearing any fruit. And in fact, it had a history of not bearing fruit. Uh, it, it was not fulfilling its purpose for being there in the vineyard. It was wasting space. And this is what he said. It was wasting the ground. And something must be done to turn things around. And he suggested three things here. He says, I'll dig around. The, the, the farmer, the caretaker, you know, had a plant. He said, give me one more year. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to dig around it. I'm going to fertilize it. And I'm going to water it. And then come next year and see. Of course, it not, it's not written here that I'm going to water it. But we expect if you put fertilizers around, you have to water it. Um, and you come next year and then see what is going to happen. And in, uh, in, in this passage, we find, um, as I said, three things. Uh, you know, the farmer, the caretaker, you know, he had the design, the plan, and uh, the Holy Spirit was there to help or to assist the caretaker to make sure the fig tree has all becomes fruitful. Now, the first thing, maybe we begin with this last one, which I've just shared. Let us begin with the water. What does it mean? For everyone, water, you know, means refreshing. It's something that refreshes uh, that it's an element that will bring relief or satisfaction. Uh, in a spiritual sense, we know that water represents the word of God. Because without water, the nutrients cannot come from the ground all the way to the roots to make the tree grow. And Paul, when he went to Corinth, you know, he said, I planted the seed. Uh, he preached the gospel. You know, last Sunday we, we heard about, you know, what it means by the gospel. You remember those uh, elements? Uh, when you speak about the gospel, we must always emphasize that Jesus came. He died on the cross. You know, he was buried and he rose again on the third day. This is the gospel. And this is what Paul says to the Corinthians, that when I came, I planted the seed. I preached the gospel. I planted the word of God. Uh, but Paul, uh, no, Apollos followed and watered the planted word. You can read that in 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 6 to 8. The Lord will use always, he'll use various people to water us. Uh, Paul, you know, always, here we find Paul was used by God to the church in Corinth to bring the word of God. And the opportunities that we have here at Cedar Harvest when we come on Sundays, and that's why it's very important, like the way it is written in the book of Hebrews, don't forsake the meeting of together. Uh, meeting together, don't, for, don't forsake. 
Make it a point. When you come, prepare yourself. Sometimes you need to have a notebook. You need to have your Bible. I know with the media that we have nowadays, you know, people that don't carry their Bible, you know, they have you know, their phones and whatever. But there are so many distractions which happen uh, whenever I use those things. I'm not discouraging, but I'm encouraging you to use whatever means to make sure that you have, you dig whatever, you get water, the word of God in whatever way. Um, as you come on Sundays, but as we meet in our welcome groups on, on Tuesdays, as we meet together on Wednesday, don't be satisfied. I know that some people, they cannot make it during the week. But for you, if you don't have any reason, I encourage you to come and sit under the feet uh, of men uh, and women of God. Uh, be taught, learn what the Bible says. That will help you to grow spiritually. Sometimes on Fridays, you know, we have the word of God. Sometimes we have overnight uh, prayers where we, we, we have time not only to pray, but also we hear the word of God. And sometimes we have seminars, uh, like this week on Friday, we're going to have a visitor, a powerful preacher from South Africa, uh, which we were connected by our assistant bishop, you know, for our, for our region here. And I encourage you, you know, use those opportunities. Uh, when you hear the word of God, the word of God will refresh you. Amen. Like, you know, when, when we had a seminar, uh, the last seminar with uh, a preacher from Bagala, even the year before last, you know, we had a preacher from, uh, from Sinza. And when he visited us here, and uh, CMF, the, the men's fellowship, you know, they were challenged. And they started some things which were not there before. Uh, there was a time when uh, the, uh, the, the, the first director of women, you know, she came here and she encouraged us and we started looking uh, to widows and to widowers and single mothers in a different eye. And we were changed altogether. Praise the Lord. So it is very important whenever you have a chance to hear the word of God in any way whether in a discussion group, in our welcome groups, in our home cell groups, make sure uh, you attend. Uh, unless otherwise, but make sure that you attend. Praise the Lord. And Paul, writing in uh, 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse six, uh, 16, you know, he speaks about honest for us. Like, when he came, he refreshed me uh, by the word, uh, the word of God. That even Paul himself, he wanted to be refreshed by hearing testimonies of other people, other Christians, uh, whom maybe he had ministered unto them. And we need each other, brothers and sisters. Amen. But secondly, the farmer, the caretaker, you know, speaks about, you know, digging around. Hmm? It is not always good. It's not always present. When the Lord chooses to dig around us. Huh? In the book of Hosea, you know, speaks about breaking the fallow ground. And the until the ground. And I tell you, when God chooses uh, to dig around us, sometimes, not only sometimes, but many times, it is very, very painful. But let me tell you, it's only when you dig around, then when rain comes, you'll find there will be that refreshing. But if the, the ground is hard uh, and it's not dug around, I tell you, 
even if it rains, nothing is going to happen. Now, how does, you know, the Lord dig around us? You know, he uses other people. It can be friends. It can be strangers. Uh, it can be done by your spouse. If you're married, I tell you, it is hard, but it happens. You have, you have, uh, your partner, uh, your spouse can be used by God to dig you around, to check and recheck you. Or it can be a family member, or a church member, or a total stranger at your workplace. I've heard of many people, you know, coming, pastor, complaining, uh, complaining about their workmates, people around them who had, you know, uh, given to them or said to them sarcastic words, sarcastic remarks. You know, whenever you hear sarcastic remarks like that, that is digging you around. Unkind words, uh, criticisms. You know, there are some people that don't want to be criticized in any way. In any way. And there are some people that are very good in that. Uh, even if you try as you try hard, maybe to be good to people, but there will be people who will speak something about you. Uh, the way you dress your hair, the way you put on your suit, the way you dress. Now, some things uh, you need to change. I mean, don't, don't just ignore them. They are very good. Uh, but some things are unheartful. Uh, no, no they, are, they are hurtful. They are unkind. Uh, uh, those deeds to us, they can even make us decide otherwise. Like, uh, you know, I don't want to become a member of City Harvest. You know, because people, they speak bad about me. They always, uh, they always, you know, speak things which I cannot swallow. You know, those things, they are good for you because if those things, they, 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 uh, whenever they say to you or done to you, they make you kneel down and pray. I tell you, they are very good. They will help you to grow. And when you pray, when you go to God and cry unto God, uh, that, you know, God, I'm facing this and that uh, situation, I tell you, it, it is good. And it will continue uh, to be good to you and it help you to grow. And remember, what uh, the Bible speaks about uh, forgiveness in the book of Matthew chapter 6, verse 14. Uh, you know, sometimes you need to forgive these people freely. And I know sometimes it's not easy to forgive somebody who has really, really hurt you. It's not easy. But when you do it, it will help you to grow and it will help you to change your outlook towards that person or towards that group of people, it will help you. It is an opportunity for you to grow. And if you read Matthew chapter, 16, uh, chapter 6, verse 14, the Bible says, forgive. And it says, if you don't forgive, and my Father in heaven will not forgive you. That means forgiveness or giving forgiveness for somebody who has hurt you is not something that you choose. It is a mandatory. It's a, it is a must for a Christian. You must make sure that for those people who have really hurt you, you forgive them. And by forgiving them, uh, I know, you know, for 
for husband and wife or spouses, you know, you can decide, like, okay, uh, you say, I mean, okay, okay, uh, it, it is gone. I mean, sometimes you don't, you don't say that, you know, forgive me, or you don't say I've forgiven you. You just say it's okay, or sometimes you buy a new dress for her, for her, and then you think everything will be okay. But it is very important for you as a Christian, you need to offer forgiveness. Uh, you need to ask for forgiveness. Forgive me. Don't say, ah, you know, because of this and that. You know, sometimes we give reasons. And I believe God is speaking to us even this morning. There are some areas where we really need to make a deliberate decision. To forgive someone or to receive forgiveness from someone. And sometimes, not those people, our spouses or whatever, they can... Uh, they can offer forgiveness to us. But then we say, don't worry, it's okay. But we still harbor the pain in our hearts. God wants us uh, to leave those things, to, to, to offer forgiveness, to forgive completely. The Bible says, uh, as the east is far from the west, so I have, uh, you know, I put your iniquities away from me. If God uh, can forget who are you to continue remembering those things? And this is what um, Jesus is teaching us here, that I'm going to dig around. I'm going to dig around, around you, to stir up things. You know, sometimes you know, those things are stirred up so that you forgive them completely and forgive and make a way. And as you pray, I believe the Holy Spirit is going to show you a way of what needs to be done. Jesus teaches us in Matthew chapter 5, verse 44, uh, that uh, return good for evil. Uh, bless them that curse you. Uh, do good to them that hate you and pray for them, which despise, uh, despitefully you know, use you or persecute you. We need to forgive them. We need to offer uh, forgiveness to all of such people. Uh, we should not harbor evil things in our lives. Now, thirdly, there's a point here which the farmer is suggesting. He says, uh, this vineyard owner, uh, the, the, no, the steward, no, the, the one who took care of the vineyard, they said, I'll dig around the tree and then fertilize it. Actually, the, the actual word is, I'll dung it. You know, fertilizers are modern chemicals that we are using today. But in those times, in those days, you know, they were putting manure. Manure. I will put a generous amount of manure around it. I'll dung it. Now, this is a very sensitive area which I want to speak to you. Um, and I want you to be careful, as careful as possible. Uh, because I don't want to, you to be offensive in any way. Uh, when, when, when God puts dung or manure around you, you know, manure is something very good. It's natural, and it helps the tree or the plant, whatever, to grow uh, properly. It has all the nutrients. But I tell you, sometimes manure, you know, it stings. Amen. It stings. Uh, the, 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 it is distasteful. Now, 
there are some conditions, there are some ways which really God may cause some things to happen around you which may sting to you, may sting to other people, but they are very good to you. They're very good to you because they'll help you to grow. And uh, this morning, I really feel in my heart that some people, there's some people or Christians who are going through situations, circumstances that have come to their lives and they stink. They make you really feel very bad. And sometimes you feel uh, not secure to stand before you know, other believers. Uh, they real heart, not just heart, but they real heart. Not only stink, but they real stink. Uh, now, those things, whatever this testful, however this testful they are, I tell you, those things, they are good for you and you need them. Sometimes because of our situations, because of the circumstances, some of, because of our looseness, sometimes because of, uh, of ourselves not being careful, we reach in such situations where, you know, the situation stings. It feels very bad. But I want to tell you, if you want to be fruitful, if you want to make a difference in your life, sometimes you need to swallow those things. However stinking, however hurtful those things may be uh, happening to you, but I tell you, as you pray, as you come to God, God will turn those things into something marvelous. I can give you testimonies and testimonies of people who had gone through such circumstances, but I tell you, later, they came out, you know, shining as stars. Amen. In Jeremiah chapter 13, uh, chapter 17, verses 7 and 8, it speaks about, about you know, the things that we read in, uh, in, uh, in Psalm chapter 1. In Jeremiah, the Bible says, blessed is the man who trusts uh, trust in the Lord and whose hope is the Lord, who hopes in the Lord, for he shall be like a tree planted by the waters. This is what Jeremiah is speaking. Uh, that spreads out its roots uh, by the river and shall not see uh, when heat comes and her leaf shall not uh, shall be green and shall not be uh, uh, and shall not be careful in the year of drought. Uh, neither shall cease from yielding fruit. This is what Nehemiah, uh, Jeremiah is speaking to us this morning. That whatever situation, if you keep trusting the Lord, remember, the fig tree was planted in the vineyard. There is much protection about you. God does not want you as a Christian to perish or maybe to lose your Christianity, or maybe uh, to be declared like, you know, there's no hope for you. God is always hopeful. God is always, you know, looking unto you. God is always looking the best out of you, but he wants you to really put your trust in him. Uh, don't care what other people are thinking about you. Don't care about, you know, what uh, people are saying about you, but you put your trust in God. Uh, however stinking, however hard, however hurtful, no things uh, which may happen unto you, but he wants you to put 
to focus your eyes upon Jesus and he is able to help you and he's able to assist you. Let us stand at this moment as uh, we're going to pray and as the praise team gives us a number, I just want to pray for someone. Whether it's one person, maybe you've been hurt. Or maybe you've been hurting some other people. Or you've been hurt by your very brothers, sisters in the Lord, brothers in the Lord. Uh, maybe at your workplace. You've been experiencing some hard hardships or hard experiences. God has a word for you this morning. But don't despair when the Lord waters you. Don't despair when the Lord digs you around. Uh, when he puts dung around you. When you stink. You feel like stinking. You feel like, I don't belong here. Uh, we are here at Seed Harvest in order to grow. We are here to be fruitful. I just want to invite you. Just come here. We shall pray together. As we sing this chorus, I want to pray with you. Whether it's one person, you've been hurt in any way. You're going through experiences, some hurtful experiences, and you want God to touch you. Just come, and uh, pastors are here. We shall pray together, and I believe something new is going to happen to your life so that you may continue to be fruitful. But don't be afraid of people. Don't be afraid of the circumstances of anything that around you, even after we have prayed. So as we sing this chorus, you can come here and we shall pray. God is able to do just what he said he will do. Father in heaven, we come before you this morning. 
Lord, you have spoken to me, you have spoken to my brother, you have spoken to my sister, Lord, in all these areas, so that, Lord, we may continue to be fruitful in the place where you have placed us. Lord, I pray for your church. I pray for everyone, oh God, in this auditorium. Master, transform us, help us. For the circumstances that we go through sometimes, experiences that we go through sometimes. Lord, I pray that help us, oh God, to stand looking unto you, to focus our eyes upon you, and not to turn our eyes to the left or to the right, but help us to fix our eyes upon you, to be encouraged, to know that God, you have a good thing, you have good things, oh God, that you want to work out through us, so that Lord, we may become more fruitful. Lord, I pray for every member of City Harvest. Help us so that, Lord, we can make a difference at our, our place of work, even in our homes, even in whatever we do, oh God. I pray that people, when they look at us, when they hear us, Lord, they may glorify your name on high. We thank you because this is what you need to do and continue to do at City Harvest and beyond in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Give a crap offering unto the Lord. You may get seated.